It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your airpods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains, presented by the Up On Game Network. It's back to the basics time a little bit. I'm here with my guys. I'm Jimmy J. I'm with Kyle Siri and Jake Galley. Like I said, back to the basics. Kyle, you and I were talking right before we got on, and we were like, yo, we haven't been in the home studio in a minute, not doing a full episode, done some breakaway videos. Right. I haven't sat in this chair doing a full episode. Since since season one. I we haven't done this, I think, because Jake and Matt did the one episode over this. Right. But we were They've both out. Here. So we haven't done this since, what, June? NBA Finals wow. time? Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, you think we still got it, man? You think, hey, you I, think feel you still yeah, I feel there comfortable. I feel comfortable. There, there is, you go. So uh, I work on a night show, night show called BetMGM Tonight, and they're in studio. They always have been. And for the first time, because of the D.C. snow, they had to do it from home. Let me tell you how many tech issues. And I was like, I was like, I've been there. Like, so I've just know from both right, sides. Right, right, right. I'm like, this is just a world of pain. This is just, just how you got to go through it. Yep. This, it was tough. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Well, don't wish. Don't put a uh, juju over here. Like, I need, I need no technical issues over here. Before we get started, Spotify done bless us with a new feature. We're going to tell you about it. You can now uh, leave a rate on Spotify. So for all our listeners that get us on Spotify, go leave that five stars for your boys over at Straight Facts. But we're going to go and get this episode started, man, because for all intents and purposes now, it's playoff time in the NFL. I know we have one final week to go, but... Every team who's good, people who aren't named Aaron Rodgers, are pretty much resting. For all these other teams, we have a tight playoff race in both conferences, which it, it really really boils down to. So we'll start in the NFC. And Kyle, you're going to go ahead and break it down to us, man, because it gets murky, and even I was having a tough, tough time. Yeah, the NFC, all this mess, man. Go ahead. the NFC one's a little easier. Wait till we get to the AFC. But the right Rodgers. now we got the North, South, and East are all clinched. That's Packers, Buccaneers, and Cowboys. The Packers also have the one seed clinched up. The West is up in the air. That's the Rams right now in the position. Um, and then you go to the wild card. The Cardinals and Eagles have clinched wild card spots. Obviously, the Cardinals can catch the Rams in the NFC West. And the 49ers haven't, and the Saints are in the hunt. So the only two scenarios to look at here is obviously the NFC West. Uh, the Rams clinch with a win. They play the 49ers or a Cardinals loss. And obviously, the Cardinals would be the opposite. They need to win, and a Rams loss to clinch the NFC West. That's just for home field advantage, obviously, which you want. But uh, the wild card is the big one because you got to make the playoffs. The 49ers clinch with a win or a Saints loss, and the Saints will clinch with a win and a 49ers loss. That'll be the seventh, could be the sixth wild card spot, depending on if the 49ers come out. But not as crazy as the AFC is going to be. We're looking at an NFC West race, and we're looking at a wild card race. Right. And it's so, so a couple of games that, that this plays out in or these scenarios played out. And obviously the first one, the big one, the 49ers at the Rams at, at 425. The 49ers won this matchup, what, back in week 10, 30, 31 to 10, and the least amount of points that the Rams have scored all season. So 49ers need this game, and the last time they got it, or last time they played, they, they got the Rams. So, Jake, I'll start with you. Like, how do you, how do you really see this game playing out? So it's really, first off, hats off to the NFL schedule makers. They, they did take, it again. They, they did they, it they, again. They, they don't miss, man. They really don't. And it makes for these matchups, and we'll talk about it because it's in the AFC too. Like, I want to say, I every part of my football brain tells me, look, Rams are going to come in here and clean this up. It's right. going to be no problem. <laughs> but then I have seen games in which the Rams and a lot of the teams in that division just lay eggs. Like, they're these yeah. dominant offenses that that can that can really have bad performances. Um you know, looking back on, on the first time that this, these two teams played, Debo went wild uh, on just 10 touches. I mean, 133 yards, two touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. I can't 
with Jalen Ramsey on the field, and granted, Debo's a guy you can move all around the field and, and kind of disallow one player from shadowing him, but like, I have to think if you can stop Debo Samuel, you have like a very good chance at winning this game, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo isn't able to go. Trey Lance, he did not look very good. I don't know. I'm pretty no. sure. I forget no. which of us chose him in the which rookie quarterback is going to have the best year. I chose Mac, so that's all I care me. about. I chose, I chose, I chose Trevor I, Lawrence. I, I may have wrong. chosen Trey Lance, and I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> which, which one of you guys ate my lollipop? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I don't think this game, first of all, Jake said schedule, or shout out the schedule makers. All three of the games that matter in the NFC are all at 425, so they're all at the same exact time, which is crazy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this game looks like it looks like um, in week 10, obviously. And not just that I think the Rams are going to win, which I do, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Obviously, that one was a blowout for the 49ers side, but both teams have been playing pretty well. Jake, you make mm-hmm. a good point about Trey Lance. If he has to go, I'm a little less confident in this team, but the Rams aren't going to come in here and beat this team down, right? This game is in L.A., in LA yeah. which isn't even a great home field advantage if you look, at, look across the league, the Rams' home field advantage is whatever. And it's but too easy for the 49 to get a there. Gritty they may, they team. There, right? I'll take a gritty team with a great coach in Kyle Shanahan to fight for their lives in Week 18 because they have to, right? So, so I think this is a closely contested game. I think the Rams eke it out in the end just because they're coming in super hot. They're clearly, if over the course of the season, have been the better team, have been the mm-hmm. most consistent team. But we're talking about five straight wins out of the Rams, 27 and a half points per game. They're only giving up 16 and a half. I mean dominating recently making this push like this team wasn't leading the nfc west all season the cardinals had that locked up and this team has made that push they've made that leap they're ready for the playoffs and i think they lock up home field for the wild card game i'm actually right there with you and for for a lot of those points like the rams the last time they played the rams got held to 10 points so now the rams come off having to get a, a gritty win in baltimore kind of this, this ugliest win that they scrapped together they right. get to go back home in the warm weather and get to be a shootout football team again and if they be a shootout shootout football team i think they beat the 49ers i mean the 49ers it can be a great offense sometimes but not on the road i mean i think they have yet to score over 30 points on the road since they went to Jacksonville. And even then, like I have to look back before then because I, I don't really give you that much for scoring 30 on Jacksonville. But I, I do think you're going to have to put up close to 30 points to beat the Rams at home. So that, you know, I, I think for, for those reasons, I, I'm right with you, man. I, I see the Rams coming home and locking that win up. Like, yes, the 49ers are going to fight. They've shown that they're a good team. And I'll put Kyle Shanahan's, you know, football mind against anybody. I think that's going to be a good coaching matchup too between him and McVay. But I think the Rams get to turn into a shootout team, and I don't think the 49ers can keep pace with that. Give give this a gritty matchup in San Francisco, then then I might, you know, then I guess it depends on who who controls the pace of the game then. Because if it goes shootout, I'm going Rams. Also, thing if you can't get over the Niners at home when you need the game. Uh, maybe maybe you weren't built to win a Super and, Bowl anyway. You know, like here you go, the the the, the Chiefs of the NFC, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the they were the Chiefs, all right. The Chiefs in like the first five games of the of right. this year of the NFC lately, for sure, but. for sure. All right, we're gonna move on um to the to the next slate of games or the next game that has playoff implications because those pesky Saints, bro, like they really should have went away a long time ago. And they haven't, but they go to Atlanta to play the Falcons um, at 425. The, like, the Saints are winning games, but they're not winning them impressively. They're not no. winning them well. <laughs> not gross. Not, like, 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 remember when the Steelers, but not too long ago, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, they went on this stretch of three, four wins. And I was like, they keep getting these Fugazi wins, making me mad. Now the Saints are doing the same thing, where really the defense is about the only thing that's going well. And they're, they're winning these games, but their offense looks putrid, man. Like, it really doesn't look like it's built well. No. But if they win in Atlanta, they find themselves in a very good position to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like, Taysom Hill's a quarterback, first of all. And <laughs> like, I what's get going it, on? I get he's 3-1 and one as a starter this year, but it's not pretty. He's got, like, a 54% completion percentage. He's thrown four picks, only thrown three touchdowns. I mean, you would think they need to establish the run. But they're still not even doing that, and they're still winning games. 
I mean, it, it's crazy to me. Only 218 yards of total offense as an average of the last three games. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure Atlanta, you know, they clearly have nothing to play for. But if they show up to this game, if they want to be here, right, this game's at home, last game of the season, if they show up and they play meaningful football, I think they very well beat the Saints because I don't like what I'm seeing in New Orleans right now at all. Now, if they don't show up, I'll take the Saints all day in a game that matters like this. But the Saints defense would have to do what they did to Tom Brady, right, to really tell me that they're going to dominate this game because at worst, it's a close game. The Falcons have a better offense right now than the Saints do. Absolutely. And and you're... All that's logic, man. All that makes so much sense. But we're dealing with the Atlanta Falcons. So you right. got to remember right. that they, they defy all logic. So, yes, they're set up to win this game. And then you look at the, the stats, you look at the facts, which we do. That's what we do on this show. Then the, the, the Falcons do the best thing that they do and flip that script. With the, they're averaging like 14 points in the last eight games. They're two and five at home this season, where you where you're supposed <laughs> to be supposed to have a better record. And then all of a sudden the Saints come in and they're five and three on the road. They play better on the road than they do at home. So you're like, oh, so so where it should be, yes, Atlanta takes care of it, leaves the Saints out. The Saints, everything is now set up for them to win this last, you know, win this last game in Atlanta. And go on to the playoffs. Yeah, like and that's the, that's and, where, where where it makes me extra mad when I look at the Falcons. Right. is look at you once again, just boo boo to fool it up. That's just, the thing. And the game only matters for one team, and it's not the Falcons. So I mean, uh, it, I, I see the scenario, but if they show up, I think the Falcons win. So real quick, I agree with you guys. Everything that you guys said. Here's a hypothetical because I just cannot believe they are giving Taysom Hill like the money and multiple weird contracts that they've given him. One four game years, scenario. Four, I got to say it out loud. Four years, $160 million. All right. That in mind. Actually, we can put money aside even. One game in 2021, you need a good quarterback performance in the Saints offense. You know, they, they want the running quarterback mold. Do you want Taysom Hill as your starter or Cam Newton? It's a tough question to answer. Mm. Taysom Hill or Cam wow. Newton? Because one of the guys was out of a job earlier this year. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Cam Newton's been so bad since he went back to Carolina. Taysom Hill doesn't throw it well. (laughs) No. (laughs) But he he throws it. Cam Cam don't throw that thing at all. I'll take four touchdown passes or three touchdown passes, whatever you say, Kyle, to zero touchdown passes. Cam Cam didn't have any. Cam's looked so bad. He started like six, seven games. Didn't have any. Yeah, that's. Ridiculous. I can't take that. He's missing green Cam. passes. I love so, Cam to death, man. Like, I, I love Cam. And if he would have stopped a couple of years ago, I'd make a Hall of Fame case for him. But like, I can't. I can't. I, I'll probably yeah, take Taysom. The fact that it's like even bantered about and one guy it's was nuts. It's nuts. Not yeah, even it's a, quarterback. a contract that really skews it right. <laughs> one guy's not really even a quarterback. Yeah, it's it's oh. nuts. All right. Tie a bow on this. Who you guys got? Saints or Falcons? Uh, this one's so tough for me. Like I said, if the Falcons don't show up, they have no shot in this game. But if I'm taking this team versus the Saints team as what we know, what we've seen over the season, I'm taking the Falcons at home. I'm going to take the Falcons as well. Uh, They're not really in a range where like losing or or not showing up does well for your draft position, which in those cases, when it does, when it is big for draft position, you know, they won't have Matt Ryan starting if if it was between this and like a higher pick. That's not the case. So. I actually like their offense better than the Saints. I think their defenses are about equivalent, so I'm going to take Atlanta. Do you guys, you guys for like, like you guys forget who this team is? Oh no, Saints, I, aren't they, I, I've watched some Saints games. They're pretty hideous on this offense. This isn't right a now. convincing. Oh. This isn't a convincing Falcons pick. Trust me. I see nothing <laughs> about the Falcons that says the the Saints are fighting for the playoff lives. Right. Those guys just told me the Falcons have nothing to play for, not even draft position. Was, right. This game is meaningless. Well, no, and the Saints and the Saints need it. Right? I can't get over that Miami game that the Saints put up two weeks ago at home. That after, yeah, after they, they lost yeah, twenty to three, I can't get over that one, man. Yeah, it, it, both of them are pretty woeful teams. So. I'm taking, I'm taking the Saints, and they're gonna scratch and and crawl their way in. And hey, man, maybe this all it does is prolong the the Taysom Hill project for them. And as a division foe, have at it. Yeah, even with the two regular season losses they gave us, I got this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely have at it. The last one in the NFC is really quick. The Seahawks and the Cardinals. Of course, this game only matters if the Rams lose. But are we even giving the Seahawks really a shot to make the playoffs? 
at well, this they, point. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that team in the playoffs. No, they can't make the playoffs. See. Yeah, the Seahawks can't make the playoffs. The only the reason it matters is because if the Rams lose, the Cardinals could then win the NFC, the NFC West. West. Yeah, the Seahawks are already eliminated. Uh, right. With that being said, I am giving them a little bit of a shot in this game. Um, now the Cardinals are going to be playing their butts off, right? I mean, NFC West home field advantage is huge, and the playoffs are going to want that. But after what I saw last week out of Seattle, I think you got to give them a shot, right? DK Metcalf caught three touchdowns. Penny put up another two. Lockett had a good game. Russell Wilson looked good. Rashad I think they Penny lose. Was, was the most impressive part? Yeah, of that. They I, found I no think I think here. they lose, but I, I mean, I think they can give a fight. And 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 I'll back that because they found their ground game again with Rashad Penny, and they, they they've gone through the same song and dance with yeah. the injured running backs. Rashad Penny comes back, has a monster performance, and that's the identity of the Seahawks. That right there is enough to make Russell Wilson kind of peek back and be like, if hey, we can get the, but that's but that's <laughs> what's what make them peek back is what I said, peek <laughs> back, and and be like, that's what we can do. But before you go, Jake, the funniest part of the Seahawks win last week is watching DK Metcalf pout publicly and catch touchdown passes. Like, like almost, almost they threw those like here, here, here you go. Catch this. And then he finally got happy. Like he, he wears a pacifier mouthpiece for a reason. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he he yeah. really does. You better turn that frown upside down because Russell Wilson <laughs> is going to peek back and he's going to be looking for Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is a free agent and going to get paid probably not by the Seahawks. Number two, we'll number two, he could pout all he'd like. Go ahead and have a Matt Flynn in there. Once Russell Wilson gets traded or a Matt Flynn-esque player, backup QB throwing you the ball. Going to be a, Gino, a lot of pouting. Gino's still their backup? Gino's still their backup? Because he seen it. He seen it. <laughs> I don't think he wants it, man. He seen it. Yeah, we'll I, move. We'll go, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I agree with everything that you guys say. The only thing is that um, again with the divisional aspect? Like yeah. that is going to have Seattle playing. Same reason I picked Atlanta. Right. Yeah, oh, pride. Atlanta. I mean, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson also have too much pride to go belly up on anybody. Don't yep. don't play football against anybody. Right, we'll so, move on Conte, so, yeah, to the AFC. Right. We're gonna move on. Yeah, to the but AFC. let's see who, who who we got in the playoffs. We got the Rams or Cardinals winning the NFC West. You think the Rams take care of San Fran? I think the Rams take care of San Fran. Yes. Oh, you're saying into oh 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 yeah into the yes, NFC yes, West spot. Yes, yes, you yes, think so too? Yeah, yeah. All right, and then I guess that means me and Jake would still have the 49ers in the wild card, and that means James, you're putting the Saints into the last wild card spot. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I really hate it, but I do. Like I, I, I see it. I, yeah. I, I definitely see it. All right, we'll move into the AFC side. Uh, no number one team clinched yet. Number one seed. The Titans, all they have to do is beat the Texans, and they'll clinch that up this week. Uh, we have the Bengals have clinched the North. Titans have obviously clinched the South. And the Chiefs have clinched the West. The East is still up for grabs. The Bills hold the spot right now. But uh, the Patriots could take it over from them. It would take a Bills loss and a Patriots win or tie to get there. <clears throat> Sorry, I got to clear my throat. And then we got two more wildcard teams who haven't clinched the playoffs yet. The uh, Pats have, regardless if they win the division or not. And that's the Colts and the Chargers with the Raiders, Ravens, and Steelers hanging right behind them. Uh, so on Sunday night, we'll start here, even though it'll be the last game. Uh, Chargers play the Raiders, pure playoff tiebreaker. If you win, you're in. Uh, if the Chargers lose, they're out for good. This is a must win for them. The Raiders have a slight backdoor scenario to get in the playoffs if they lose on Sunday night. Um, but they'll know that before the game and the other two teams would have to lose. And that's the Colts who all they have to do is beat the Jaguars and the Steelers who have to beat the Ravens and the Colts have to lose to the Jaguars to get in. So a little bit to unpack more than the NFC, but pretty linear all around. We have a one playoff tiebreaker. And honestly, I think we're all just going to count the Colts in anyways. Right. Yeah. Should be. Should should be, um, but if we start with that that Raiders Chargers game, that's the big th one. Yeah, th yeah, those are one. Those are two teams that I have I have had a tough time pinning at, throughout the season, and I and I've wanted to jump on the Chargers bandwagon so many times this season, and then they've had a weird performance and thrown yeah. me off. Ridiculous. I've never been encouraged about the Raiders, but they've they've. They've hung around to this point, right? You look up and they have a winning rate and nine wins. So you look up and they have a really impressive win against the Colts. This looks like if they can repeat that performance, they can go in to LA and beat the Chargers. But it's going to come down to me 
to the end of the football game, right? Division rivals, two really funky, you know, weird teams this season. And if it, if it comes down to that, you'd have to lean the, lean the Chargers way. Derek Carr, he did it again last week. What, you know, 29 game-winning drives in his career? Like, he's, he's, he, he's built to win at the end of games. And if they hang around, like, the Raiders can really find themselves winning in LA and, and getting into the playoffs. And I, I see that. I, I could absolutely see that happening. Uh, and I Weird think it's to a, say. I, it is. And I want to give props to Derek Carr, who I feel like a lot of people pass over his first couple years in the league before that back injury. He was going to be like the next mm-hmm. star of the league. Very similar to, I think, how people view Justin Herbert. And since then, things haven't gone well. He's lost a couple head coaches, lost the GM, Antonio Brown. I mean, you could you could go down the list of like stuff that has happened that is bad. To Derek it would Carr. derail a lot of careers. It would definitely derail a it lot would. of careers. It would, and yet you look, and he has 29 game-winning drives. That's more than anyone else since he has entered the league. Um, and he's doing all this on an offense that Hunter Renfro is his number one target. Darren Waller's been out the majority of the year. Uh, defense, Their defense is 27th ranked in EPA per play. They're not very good, and despite all of that, they have a chance to still make it into the playoffs. Hats off to Derek Carr. I say all that to say this. <laughs> Here There's zero percent <clears throat> chance the Raiders win this game. Zero no percent chance. Not zero. Zero. It's, 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 it's gonna. It's zero. gonna be an offensive game. You just read off all those stats. Their defense don't. It's not gonna be about yeah, their defense. The Raiders it's offense, not gonna be about the Chargers defense. Raiders offense still isn't very good. Uh, but watch it. Put they put up points against the Colts. Like watch them put up points though. I, you can see it. You go to point differential, the Raiders and point differential are a minus 68 compared to a plus 18 for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I I just, t- number first and foremost, like narrative beyond anything else, like this is just a phenomenal spot for Justin Herbert to kind of put his stamp. Not that he hasn't yet, but put another stamp on, you know, I'm, I'm the alpha rookie, not rookie, but young QB, you know, put himself right. up there with... Um, Joe Burrow, keep pace, stuff like that. Beyond that, you have a lot of young guys on the young and experienced guys on the Chargers roster who have been through playoff runs. Um, this is, in essence, a playoff game. So yeah. I, I I just can't see them losing. I can't. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but you say shout out Derek Carr. I say shout out Rich Pasicchia. Yeah, because he, uh, he, he came in as an interim head coach and might have the Raiders job next season. I mean, I could see them sticking with him. They get in the he, playoffs, you got to give it to him. Yeah, they he's just playoffs, thrown into the spot. They were three and two, I think, under Gruden, and then he's six and five with them. So shout out him. But to Jake's point, one, both teams have let me down. First, I'll start with the Chargers. I came in about four weeks ago. Chargers in the playoffs, easy. Look at their schedule. I mean, I'm like, it doesn't matter what happened in the Chiefs game. Like, look who they have to play, and then they drop a dud to the Texans. Ridiculous. And then on the Raiders side, this team was so bad, and I'm talking bad about them every single week, and then all of a sudden they just win three straight. But what I will say is I think this is a little bit of a fluke. They had no right winning that Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night or Monday night when they had to play the Browns when that game got moved back from a Saturday? Tuesday. They had Tuesday. no right winning that game, winning on the last second field goal. They didn't have much of a right winning the Colts game last week, winning on a last second field goal. And who they play in between the Broncos or a hit or miss team there. And before that was all the losing, right? They came off of a 48 to three loss to the Kansas City, or 48 to nine loss against Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think this team is good. I think they are honestly the worst team out of any of the teams we're going to talk about in these AFC games. Well, not the Jaguars, obviously, but the teams that are in the hunt still have a spot to make the playoffs. And I think the Chargers are still very good. They drop one to the Texans, but come back and take care of business like they have to. Now, this game is, where's this game at? Raiders, I think they go to Vegas and take a dub off of them pretty convincingly. I think this is a 10-point game. Oh, don't tell me it's in LA or in uh, it's Vegas. It's in Vegas, if it's, yeah. if, it's, if, it's, if it's in Vegas, then it's, it's, it's more to my point. Like, it, it's funny you talk about a team that's not good, but you They're just you just described three gritty wins at the end of the NFL season. And no, you're going to tell me that, that this Browns team game was so with, ugly. With, with more. And so was the Colts game. And by the way, I don't think Hunter Renfro was down. I think I think they got the call right. They get the touchdown. So so they, they pull out these wins at the end of the season. And like, they find themselves, by the way, with, with just as many or more wins as the Chargers with a chance to lock up 
a, a chance or, you know, a, a place in the playoffs, a spot in the playoffs. Like that's a square however you want it. That's a good football team to me. And Derek Carr is an impressive quarterback. Yeah. So at home, playoff lives are like winning your end in the Death Star. Look, just win, just win, baby. Here's I got what the you got. Just win, baby. I got the Raiders. That's what the Raiders. Yeah, so you get a pat on the back and you get sent on your way. That's I've what seen this is. One game this season since like week five to tell me they're a good team, and that was Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. And that's the only thing I'm gonna get. And them. yet, and yet they find themselves with a chance to right. get into the playoffs at they the started, end of the season. Hey, they started three and zero. Those wins count to the end. And just, think about how much this good. team is it not impressive? We talked about one scandal that this team had to go through, not the second or the third catastrophic scandal in in one season. Screw one season, consecutive weeks, my guys, <laughs> back to back to back weeks, things that would make an organization crumble. This same team with that coach that you talked about, this quarterback I'm talking about, find it. That's that's impressive that's impressive and they're scratching and crawling their way to it to an end of the season like it's come on On the other hand you say that right on the other hand it's like oh that scandal would have rocked another team yeah it's just tuesday for the raiders it's just another day for the raiders (laughs) that's why it's like oh oh, another one of our best players got cut oh okay yeah yeah it it happens right it happens all right we'll move on (laughs) hold on hold on who do you got after i I gotta ask you the raiders you think they beat the? Char- I thought you were just giving them some props because we didn't no, really look at the no, other side. No, they're playing the Chargers, man. I I know who they're playing. I know who they're. Didn't 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 the Chargers drop a dud to the Texans? Did we just talk all about that too? Yeah, they didn't get so beat forty eight okay. so to it, nine like the Raiders did the week before that. Hey man, it does a dud. <laughs> Everyone has a dud week. I'm taking. But the we're Chargers. describing we're describing two teams in, yeah. in similar position. That's fine. I'm odd man out in the Chargers too. I'm also the odd man out in the Saints one. That one you that very well could be right about. I don't. Yeah, that like one pick, I'm. I'm, I don't even I'm way more. That one. That one. I, I, I. This one I said there's one one percent chance the Raiders win. Yeah, so. this one. I'm I heard you. About. I heard you. Don't let me come back on both of these next week. You ain't gonna be right about this one. So I'm let me. I'm a bet on the Raiders just to hedge my happiness in case they do win. I have to hear from you. Right. All right. The next one, heavy, heavy playoff implications. The Steelers at the Ravens Sunday at 1 p.m. The the Steelers come off an emotional night. Big Ben's you know final home game, which was as Steelers Browns esque as it could get. Hideous. That game. <laughs> as Steelers Browns esque it could get, and now they have to go to the Ravens, who are angry that they just dropped one. Um, they let they let you know the 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 Sunny Boys. The Rams come into town and beat them. So now that they they have to come to defend home field against the division foe against the Steelers. So this will probably be another AFC North battle. So another ugly game because that's how these games are. It when's the last time? And Kyle, you probably know better than I would. When's like the last time there hasn't been a decisive Week Seventeen? This is Week Eighteen, but Week like Seventeen AFC. Uh, North, AFC North. AFC North. Oh, dude, I mean, it's every year. It feels like it's every year. I mean, well, now that, I mean, this one's obviously for a wild card, not for the division. But if you look at both sides of that, like just for a playoff implication, it's like every single year. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's always like the, like, I mean, you kind of feel bad for the Browns because they were a decent team that maybe in another division, you get a couple more wins and you're in a wild card. But up and down throughout that division, very difficult. Juggernauts, yeah. 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 I'm not sure I'm not sure how much this game's gonna matter. Obviously the Steelers can only get in with a win and a Colts loss, and the Ravens can only get in if they beat the Steelers, the Colts lose, and the Chargers lose. But they're playing the game at one o'clock, so both teams are coming at it going hard. They'll have no idea that the fate's out of their hands at that point. So mm-hmm. I, I I mean Big Ben last game of Heinz Field was great. He didn't look that good. No. <laughs> he didn't look that good. No. Uh, the team didn't Bad. look that good outside of TJ Watt and a couple plays on defense, but you could even chalk that up to Baker Mayfield looking terrible. I mean, so the Steelers are tough. It's a good feel-good story uh, last night just as a whole. Um, if they do somehow sneak into the playoffs, that'll be an even better feel-good story. But 
I, I don't think they get past the Ravens, and I, it's going to be a shame to me not seeing the Ravens in the playoffs, most likely me just too. because Lamar Jackson got hurt all of those weeks. Me too. Um, I, I do think – I agree with Kyle. I do think the – they they go in best uh, or you said you don't you don't think the Steelers go in and beat them you say they do no I think the Ravens win yeah I agree with you I think the so, Ravens do too and we don't have to spend a ton of time but I did dig up a stat that I thought was really interesting when you look at Pittsburgh and their defense and the points that they've led up uh, in the last I believe it was eight weeks the teams that are run heavy teams versus Pittsburgh D have not scored over twenty. That is uh, Cleveland with a 14 and a 10-point performance, their first in yards per attempt in rushing. Uh, Baltimore scored 19 points against them the first time. Tennessee, 13 points, their first in rushing attempts. Yep. But when you look at the Steelers, they've allowed the second most rushing yards out of any defense. They're the second most ran against team. Um, and on the passing side, they've allowed the 12th U.S. passing yards, but when you look at pass-heavy teams that they've played, the Chiefs, 36 points, Minnesota, 36, Cincinnati, so make 41. <laughs> it's really odd, and now you have the Ravens coming in who are third in rushing attempt, first in rushing yards. Like, I don't, I guess you probably, like, from a betting stance, you probably want to take the under in the game if, if the trend follows, but, like, right. that doesn't, I don't, like, I know football. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> what numbers are you throwing at me? What what numbers are you He's trying still to throw at me right now? Yeah, they don't know. Um, for the Ravens, you want to talk about giving a team a shout-out, an honorable mention. I want to give the Ravens an honorable mention because, Kyle, you talked about how Lamar Jackson was hurt for all of these weeks. If he wasn't, the Ravens are probably, we're probably talking about this game a lot differently, maybe oh, even yeah. the Ravens and the Bengals are jostling for, for a spot at the AFC North, probably, I'll even say. And for a team that endured all three of their running backs getting injured before the season started, decimating injuries to their defense. All, all like I, I've, Every year, there's one team decimated by injuries, and it was the Baltimore Ravens. And for them right. to even be, even at this point, like up until this coming or this past week, having a shot at the playoffs, that is that is the ultimate like tip of the cap to this team. Because that you want to talk about a team should have folded. Like they should... They should have folded a long time ago. Most yeah. teams would have folded a long time ago, and justifiably so. I mean, like, I really, had, I really have to give them their props for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, they've lost what four straight now with Snoop Tyler mm -hmm. Huntley. I like Tyler Huntley too. I think last week we saw his first like real poor performance. I right, think I'm saying he's putting up fights in all these week, games. Yeah, the three previous weeks he was playing really well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think the running back thing matters that much. They've been able to do it with just random names like Gus Edwards when he was a nobody. Obviously, he got hurt this year, but. And you can just go back, Dixon. I mean, but yeah, you talk about it. Losing your quarterback, the face of your franchise, the Ravens have never been a team with a bunch of talent on offense, right? right. So when you take away the one playmaker on their offense, that's going to decimate a team and it's playing out this season. I would have loved to see them in the playoffs. I'd actually give them a fighting shot against basically any team in the AFC if Lamar Jackson plays and they're in the mm -hmm. playoff scenario. And the fact they're going to miss out because of that injury specifically, in my mind, that's why they're missing out. It's tough. I mean, it's a tough one, tough time to be a Ravens fan. Yeah, yeah it shows you just, I mean, I think it shows you the impact Lamar Jackson has not only on, you know, the Ravens offense, but, you know, the, the NFL, because if he, he was he was taking this same team, he was, you know, he had him eight and five, eight and six about, you know, on the way to the playoffs. So right. just hella impressive before the entry. But um, we will move on now to the NBA because the NBA is is heating up. Kyle doesn't think so. We read we read your thing last week. It's getting uh, a little better. We understand. We go after <laughs> people are healthy, man. The league got hit for a, a, like a month yeah. and a half. Yeah. Like yesterday when we were talking about the script, you're like, you want to talk about teams. And I was like, like what? I what mean, we about? use the stats. You can't even use the stats right now to judge these teams because no one's been healthy for 60 days. I yeah, mean, it's for, crazy for forever. So to that point, we said we won't look at the teams. We'll look e even more narrow, even more micro. We'll look at players. And when we when we did that, we realized well, there's a lot of players heating up right now. Hooping. That's why the that's why the NBA is heating up. these players are hooping right now. So we're going to do a little NBA heat check. Tell you in the last week or so, maybe two weeks who's really performing well, and if it's correlating to their teams winning as well. First one, we'll start with, as we should always, that man, LeBron James, the king, because you want to talk about hooping. This man's been going super saiyan in the last two weeks. The last eight games, 34.8 points per game, 10 rebounds, six assists, uh, nearly two steals, and a block and a half per game. I mean, I mean, 
But Jake, what did you say? Well, how'd you describe someone numbers last week or some weeks? Type uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Going nuts, going crazy. Uh, but the Lakers are only three and five in these games. So it's not really having a whole lot of pull. But I don't care, man. I love to see the, the King hooping. Isn't I'm not you know a fan of his favorite team. So I just care if he's hooping. I like to see right. him hooping. And like he's really hooping. And it's crazy. <laughs> I give him the see you again next year award. I didn't know that was going to be so literal that we got to talk about him on the first the first episode back. But yeah, any any chip he needs, man. I got to give him the props. I mean, you put out the stats. If you even go advanced stats, he's shooting sixty eight percent true shooting, which is ridiculous over the mm-hmm. span of games, not over the but season. Tell, tell him why it's ridiculous, though. This is why. Tell, tell well, it's why. ridiculous, just the number historically. But these are numbers only big men reach. Right. Mm-hmm. This is sixth. In the league, you can look at other players over the course of the season. It's only centers above him. It's only that's Rudy Gobert's and guys like that shoot yeah, 10 shots a game and shoot 70%. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And in the 132 offensive rating, which is another stat dominated by big men, which is like I think the best historically ever is like Rudy Gobert with 137. So this mm-hmm. span yeah, maybe of we don't basketball, have to put too much stock into that if it's saying Rudy Gobert is the best. No, but I but I, the reason but I want to the, is the, you put stock into the number that he's at one thirty two and the I best know. is one thirty seven. Giving no, Rudy Gobert a hard time. Yeah, but I mean, I, the crazy part is the Lakers are losing. It's a shame. Um, I, I fear that this is probably the best stretch of games we're going to see a LeBron all season until playoffs come around, and they need to make the playoffs. You can't let LeBron have one of the most historic, you know, two weeks of maybe his of this entire season of maybe his entire career. Just looking at it, obviously, I'm pulling that out of nowhere, but this is a, a incredible two weeks in your three and incredible five. Incredible stretch, yeah. three and five. I mean, I got to see more out of this team, man. Uh, I don't want to be a broken record, but the issue with this team <laughs> is not LeBron James. No, obviously, we know, not. we know, we know. <laughs> How about that guy? Jake, it's not making forty M's. <laughs> With a minus 0.8 box plus minus, that's less than Malik Monk, and you're making $40 million a year. <laughs> this is why he's the most hated. Tell Not him. even by me, by his own fan base. We don't, have, we don't have to do that now. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. It was a LeBron segment. It's already done, to be honest. <laughs> it, was, it was It was a LeBron segment. <laughs> um, but Kyle, you talk about they have to make the playoffs. What I fear for the Lakers and for LeBron James is LeBron has stopped trying to not stop trying because the assist numbers are still there. What are the assist numbers? Six assists. That's that's lower than the last two seasons average, which is about nine, ten assists, damn near right. leading the league. This is now dropping and the points are going up. He stopped trying to get his teammates involved, stopped trying to spread the love, stopped trying to elevate everybody else. He's saying, like, I'm just going and, and, and scoring because that's obviously what we need. Y'all obviously can't do it. So the ball needs to go in the hoop. I'm just going to yeah. go and do that. And – I think that I don't I don't I don't think that obviously it's not correlating to Lakers wins. That's no. not how they get into the playoffs. And I, I don't think that's what he's worried about anymore. Like yeah. I think he's just worried about hooping. Like it's just I, like I, it's we'll we'll fix this next year, we'll fix it in the offseason, but I can't I can't just sit by and watch y'all miss shots. We we talked about the clip last week <clears throat> of him throwing three straight no look passes in a ten second span and them all yeah. missing. And that's that why I moment, think he's, he's still, like, I'm, I'm tough. That's why I think he's still trying to pass the ball. Like he's only taken one more shot a game over the course of the season than mm-hmm. he did uh like the past couple years. Um but now in this span of basketball where he really has been hooping, you are probably right there. So mm-hmm. but I mean that's not getting them wins either. So <laughs> we're gonna see why, that's why I don't think he's worried about yeah, it. hats off to LeBron. I mean I like to doubt whenever I can just because I'm an MJ guy and I've had the argument so many times that I just residually like want to doubt LeBron and everything, but I still am a fan. Shouts out to what he's doing, man. Yeah. They need to play him at center. I think a lot more often, especially yeah, with he's Davis. doing this at center too. Right. right. And that, that, that's, that's been kind of the key to him producing because they don't have many better options. Not a uh, fake center though. 40% he, he's, usage and, rate the and, one and, game. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's not a real center. I mean, well, well, there's some centers out there now. I'm that just saying the way they, they don't yeah. look like your normal Jokic. center. So right, yeah, and they don't do things your normal center does. So and that right. barely correlates to wins too. So yeah. we'll, so right. we'll move there. on. You talk about you talk about a center transcending. Easy segue. We're gonna talk about centers because this guy's hooping too. And I I when when Joel Embiid hoops, when Joel Embiid really gets going, it's one of the the coolest things to watch in basketball because a center shouldn't be able to do some of the things. different. That, that that this man does and 
Like it's it's just going crazy. So uh, thirty points and six of the last seven games in the last two weeks. Thirty three points per game, ten rebounds, four assists, uh, one point four steals, and a block block one point seven blocks per game. Um, this comes off what 30, 35 and fourteen or something like that. And ten last night he had and, triple and, double. He had ten assists too. Yeah, and triple <laughs> double. So come come on, man. Talk talk to him now, JoJo. He's been going crazy. This one is correlating to wins, which is impressive. Yes, this it normally does with him. Uh, in terms of just like the importance that he has to the 76ers. But I, beyond like like the Ben Simmons thing, we don't know if that's going to get resolved this year, next year, never, who knows. Uh, one thing that is tangible, is a problem, and is, in my opinion, resolvable is Tobias Harris. <laughs> um, and like I, I usually get mad at y'all too. We starting to trip back at the fans is, and now. That's to, not, we're like, getting what, to dangerous territory. I personally, like as a fan, like if you whatever you need to motivate, I would prefer it not to be your own fans. But whatever you need to motivate you in Philadelphia, do it. I don't care if it's the negativity of the fans. If that's what motivates you to play well, so be it. I'd prefer it not to be that. But but we we've seen players use it to motivate them. Sorry, it happens. I think we've seen players use it to sit out too. Yeah, right. I think with <laughs> Tobias. He will figure it out, but I, I'm almost wondering if now I mean, he's he's like a good guy. Like I don't mean this in the wrong way, but like, is it not like a time for a change of scenery for him? Mm-hmm. I mean, we he's been billed as this number two guy next to Joel Embiid. Joel's dominating, and they're still like a just slightly above average team. That can't be the case if you're Tobias Harris with you not producing. So. I don't know if that means he goes to the bench and comes off the bench for a couple games with the, you know in a big minute type bench role, or if he just gets traded. Either way, Joel Embiid. I mean, what more can you say? The dude is grind. The dude is is battling every night, doing the absolute most that he can, and they're still a uh, you know just barely above five hundred teams. So it's a little troubling. It does seem like a, a fizzling out of sorts if if it's Tobias Harris, like a like a well, like a dwindling out of his role in the Sixers. Is, yeah. And then he's, run back his, with the fans. he's run his course. It's been, I mean, the year was the Jimmy Butler year, the quadruple doink Kawhi year. That was the year and it didn't go our way. And now Tobias has been a little downhill since then. And he couldn't shoot in those playoffs either. I mean, we've known Why what we we've give had. Him 180 million. That's I, yeah. I, I, and I Horford that, too. that one I keeps mean, me up at night. Sometimes it's I, tough. Don't, I don't know. Cause you, you threw it at Jimmy Butler and he threw it back at you. So you, I don't know, placed it on Tobias's head. Like, <laughs> all right, Toby, over, you're here. Fine. I hand me it. down max. I hand me down max contract. Never seen yeah. anything like I, it. I, 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 so we talk about the bias, talk about the Sixers being 500, but that's not really the full strength team that's 500, right? No, we no. Have, Joel Embiid has eight losses. Uh, the Sixers have eight losses when Joel's not on the court. The difference mm-hmm. is the Sixers have 17 wins with Joel Embiid and only three without him, right? So, I mean, this team at full strength, I still think, is one of the best teams in the East. Um, we just took the game off the nets. Um, the nets don't even look as great anymore. I mean, James Harden's been hooping and he can't even get wins like with the ran on the court too. They've been losing a couple games recently. So, I mean, right, we'll get to that. I think we'll this team at full strength is still great. Max is turning up now. Him and Joel apparently have incredible chemistry, which was the point someone made. It might've been me actually three weeks ago when we talked about that's the key we need. Mm-hmm. Maxie needs to learn how to play with Joel. And now they're all buddy buddy in post game conferences, and he's hooping. So, I think Joel. Um, I I don't think LeBron, like I said last time, can sustain this type of production just from a volume standpoint at age thirty seven. What he was doing, this is the type of production Joel can give every single night. Does does he gonna have to take a load management day here or there? Yes, but I think he can give you thirty every single night. I mean, he's done it in more he games this could. year than he hasn't. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Could. I think he's playing some of the best basketball of his career right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, shocker! It, it's going to come down to Joel's health, right? Eight, eight you know, only eight losses. You don't got to bring that up. Wins. I mean, but you don't I do, man, because I do because it's because it literally might be the you know obviously besides the big elephant in the room, the only one of the only things holding him back. But but Jake, but before you go, what I do want to give super credit to Joel Embiid for, I give him credit for making people not forget about the Ben Simmons situation, but move on from it because there's still good stuff to watch about the Sixers. If Joel Embiid, you know, kind of folds within this pressure, folds within the situation, it it makes this Ben situation so much more glaring, so much more problematic. But with his dominant play, especially in this stretch in the dog days of January, which is why 
all these players hooping now was so impressive. Him doing that is is making the Ben situation stay on the on everyone's like the back of everybody's mind True. instead of the forefront of it because of how he's hooping, and that's really impressive. He doesn't realize how impressive that is to do that in Philly. He does not realize how impressive that is well, that what he's doing, and, and that's that. it's a perfect time to give him his flowers. I don't know how long Joel Embiid's going to play, uh, but what I will tell you is, fast forward to the second year, or rewind, I should say, to the second year of Joel's career when he had not played an NBA game yet, if you had told me, like I was the biggest fan of Joel Embiid in the world, if you had told me that he was going to be one of the top five players in the league at that point, I would have called you crazy. And, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of adversity, in terms of things that he's worked through, I don't know if there's many other players in the NBA who who can really stack up in terms of adversity, um, all doing it all the while in Philadelphia. So this is a perfect right. time to give... Joel Embiid, his flowers for the phenomenal player that he has turned into. Yeah. Um, so we got to move kind of quickly through these next two, but I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead to a, to a player, sk- skip over somebody. Cause I want to jump to this guy. You want to talk about give someone their flowers. How great is it that DeMar DeRozan is still hooping Kyle, every checkpoint we've talked about with the NBA, most impressive teams at the beginning, Ridiculous. who's at the hot start, who's at the top of the Eastern conference. Every time we have an NBA checkpoint, DeMar DeRozan's it, name has come up because DeMar DeRozan, it's bro, because he hasn't stopped hooping ever. And They're he's the on one a hot seed. They're he the one high, seed now. Bro, he's on a hot streak again, Crazy. like 29, five and five over the last 11 games with 51, 46 and 79 shooting splits. They're 11 and 0 in these last 11 games that DeMar DeRozan has played. Um, and since coming back on, on from COVID, he's led the Bulls to an eight game <laughs> winning streak. Like you said, they're the number one in the team in the Eastern Conference. DeMar DeRozan is probably top three in MVP right now, if not top two. Some people got him as the number one. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm, it, all this makes me so happy. It makes me just so happy. You got to you, you know, gotta, go ahead. You know what's crazy, too? Um, Bulls are top of the Eastern Conference right now, right? Let me look. They mm-hmm. are. I know they're at the top. What are they? 25 and 10. The Bulls were probably the team most hit by COVID as well. Yeah. In terms of inactive right? players, they played a few games where they could only have like eight players. Mm-hmm. Uh, injury-wise, they lost Patrick Williams starting power forward. They just lost the point guard, I forget who, backup point guard, but it hasn't mattered, and it's on the back of this guy. We talk about the team makeup, how it's been so good. Well, Lonzo's missed a couple games recently. The only one that really hasn't missed any games has been Nick Vucevic, and DeMar DeRozan has been the one leading this team to the finish line, to the top of the Eastern Conference. That's what ridiculous to me. He's Mm -hmm. second best year for him right now in terms of points per game. We're talking about a guy on the latter half of his career and probably past his prime, but making us rethink when, wait, how big is his prime? I, I think we, it's ridiculous what he's doing now. And we say it every week, and I'm not, I kind of don't get over the hurdle. Like, yeah, it's DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. But now what I'm seeing, it's like, no, nah, this is new DeMar DeRozan. He's, he's DeMar next DeRozan. level now. Yeah. Oh my triple D different DeMar DeRozan. That is, that's crazy. <laughs> but can we also not only just MB, MVP talk, but most improved, Coop, because these these numbers are not dipping it's and they're tough. not. It's not as much of a gap as other players. But to me, to do it like this year, yeah, or you know, this stage in your career is it's so impressive. If he finishes twenty seven points a game at the end of the season, where is that right now? I could see it. You I gotta give him some nods. This is this is like classic San Antonio fog coming over his his because you remember. Before he went to San Antonio, he was kind of that dude yeah. in Toronto. 27.3 <clears throat> points per game in 2016-17. That was when they were the one seed, I believe. So, I mean, look, like when he was on Toronto and playing at this level, they were the one seed. They ran into LeBron James. No LeBron James in the Eastern Conference anymore. So, Chicago Bulls fans have something to be excited about for sure. No, that's that's really awesome. And then we'll give an, an honorable mention shout out to these two before we move on to winners and losers. Honorable shout outs to both Bradley Beal and Trey Young for different reasons. One, Bradley Beal, his stretch is crazy, but it's only been three games since coming back um, off of COVID since re- or sorry, since returning from injury. 30 points, five rebounds, 11 assists. The Wizards are two and one. So small sample size. Trey Young is a different one. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I believe it's like 34 34 points, 10 assists, and, you know, a couple some odd rebounds in the last eight, nine games. That one, you know, and we're going to gloss over. 56? 56, yeah, 56 <laughs> burger last night. And a win, Crazy. too. Give, give them a win because not many of these games have been wins. That's why right. 
we're giving Trey Young just an honorable mention shout out because it's not leading to pretty much any wins except for the 50 burger last night. Also, shout out to Jalen Brown's 50 burger the other, you know, 56 and Trey Young impressive 14 assists last night, too, I believe. But they just run at his his best. He's among the league leaders in both. Yeah, but that's like a game no one in the league puts up. But the thing is, it's like no one in the league runs like like he for obviously has a skill set, but like also they run him in so many pick and rolls. It's like, okay, is the pass not there? Then we're going to let Trey cook. Is the pass there? It's going out to a knockdown shooter or an alley oop to a really good rim yeah. runner. So yeah. I mean, their team is built just like that. That's yeah. There's you know, like three molds on their team. There's one Trey Young, and then there's a bunch <laughs> of shooters and a bunch of like John Big Collins, Clay Capella. Yeah, it's they, crazy. Yeah. No, there's no unique I'm, players on that team. <laughs> that's actually hilarious to think about. I've never you you broke it down perfectly. Yeah. There, like Cam Trae Reddish. Young. Cam Reddish can get like a little in between spot of like a shooter no, and like Cam a playmaker. Red- but like maybe pretty, yeah. three and D Cam, wing is the other mold. Yeah, to me, got, Cam Reddish yeah. just happened to be like the the surprise anomaly in that. But when they picked Cam Reddish, they went for the same mold. They went oh. for the same DeAndre Hunter, you know, yeah. Kevin Herter mold. They went for the same mold. Yeah. They were just Locked like, oh, on. but this guy's yeah, this guy's a little bit people. better. This guy's got a little bit more flavor. Cool, but we still picked them <laughs> for that role. And then yeah, then you got the the big O, the Clint Capella, you know, that kind of role. Crazy, wow. it's crazy. All right, we'll move into the. Uh, we can move, you guys want to move on winners and losers? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right, uh, let's start. Let's start with a winner this time. I think we went loser okay. last time. That's uh, Jamar Chase. Fantasy owners, congrats Ooh. on winning your fantasy Jake, football championship. Your if you were in you it, you played him. You played him, didn't you? Oh, I played him. <laughs> oh, if you, uh, I didn't. I didn't even know I was going to hit Jake like that with this. And one. I oh. won. No Ooh. way. I uh, so my team had been the best all year. I had Christian McCaffrey go down, D Hop go down, Eli Moore, like all my Travis Kelsey was out for a week. I'm like, oh, this is not my year. Hmm. Tell me, my man Amon Ra, St. Brown, bomb. Oh, three of them. Bomb. I actually, what's crazy is I actually <laughs> faced Amon Ra, St. Brown, and beat him in the championship. Wow, that's equally <laughs> as impressive. Wow. But I, I was prepared to lose. Insane I week. Won, Insane. I won my I won my conference championship and I'm happy, but now, you know, I have the tandem of, of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams who who might not play. A Rodgers is fighting to play, but even still he might only give me a you half. You got a week right. eighteen championship. That's yeah, crazy. isn't that crazy? I, I made crazy. I made a I made a tiff I made a tiff about it today. Oh uh, you yeah. tiffed up uh, I tiffed. Yeah, I tiffed. Uh, yeah, I mean Jamar Chase, eleven receptions, two sixty six, three touchdowns. More receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards. I mean, it's crazy. Remember, we said, can he win it? And we talked about Jamar Chase at that time. Right. Was Mac Jones, what was he, minus 400 or something? 500. Minus 500. Minus 500. After that game, Jamar Chase minus 225. The favorite flipped. Crazy. Jamar Chase is Wait. now the betting favorite after that Jake, game. Jake, that was like two weeks ago. <laughs> like that, was, that was so recent. Dude, ago. that was last week. It, was it last or, week? No, no, no. Two weeks, was two weeks ago. Okay, oh, two weeks ago. That's crazy. Crazy. He on a tight quick. Crazy. All right, loser. Uh, I'm going to save the best one for last. So this one, we we're just going to go. Is. We're just going to go bowl games. Obviously, we saw what happened with Matt Corral. Uh, I think this changes the future of bowl games. Thankfully, mm-hmm. Corral seems all right. Uh, I think the x-rays came back negative. It's just looking like an ex- or, uh, ankle good, strain. Good, but good. going forward, I think we're going to see. I mean, this is already a huge debate with the mm. opt-outs. I think after you see this now, a first round pick, maybe the first quarterback off the board. I don't know how much it hurts his draft stock, but it puts a highlight on the risk of playing these somewhat meaningless games, especially the Ole Miss one. I mean, what bowl was that? It wasn't even like a New Year's Six. I have bowl. no idea. Where, or it might have been. It might have been what, a New Year's Six bowl. Because it was played on New Year's, but like. Yeah, but Pitt was like a New Year's Six bowl on the day before. But regardless, that no, losers right. bowl not, games is the future of the bowl games. I think changed. Not somewhat meaningless. Meaningless. Like, yeah. like the only person, the only entity that benefits from those bowl games is the winning school. Like, and not maybe and with ESPN. NIL. Or, and yeah, I don't know if if players get money because of NIL now, but I doubt it because no, not for why, why would they get a piece of that pie? Like they didn't, they didn't help sell any of these sponsorships. Why would they get some of this money? So. Like I was actually out to dinner and I watched it happen live. And I said, right then and there, I said, that validates everybody who doesn't play in their bowl game. And I hate it because I personally probably wouldn't want to not play my bowl game. But if I'm Kenny Pickett, if I'm Matt Corral, Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, no, if it's not for a national championship, right? no, right. Like, even if it has to be the Rose Bowl, and I'm all about tradition, I'm all about the granddaddy of them all. Does this get me a national championship? No. Does this get me money? No. Yeah, it's tough. 
I like this I'm, is like it, I'm, I'm yeah. I, it I get is it. A, it's obviously a fairly new thing. These opt outs in terms of you know maybe the better part of the past decade we've been really seeing them. It wasn't really a thought before unless you maybe had a pre existing injury. The Bosa brothers really started yeah. it right when they, yeah. They so it, it's a pretty new thing and. Growing up as a kid, obviously, like watching these bowl games was sick. Like, oh, I want to watch the Rose Bowl. Uh, I want to watch this. I, I remember like TCU beat someone in the Rose Bowl and it was dope. And now it's just like, I, I mean, don't like you, you get older, you yeah. think about it and you see stuff like this. And it's like, eh, I, I don't really. I, I would tell them not to play too. Yeah. Tell them not to play too. They yeah. should, they should really cut. I mean, they will never do this, never. but they should, they should cut the bowls like to like 10. There should be 10 bowls, including yeah. the three that make up the. National or championship. What's even less likely is if you're going to have a playoff, you got to make it so every team can win. Like basketball, you're going to give it so every team could win the national championship. You got to make the playoff games meaningful. The, yeah. You just got to cut them. I think moving it to eight will help. Because if it was eight, no, Ole Miss still would have just got snubbed, I believe. But Pickett would have played probably. Well, when they expand the playoffs, it's going to make whatever, whoever doesn't make eight, it's going to make it even more meaningless, man. We we gave you True. four more spots and you still couldn't make it. True. Who playing in the cheese at bowl? All right, talking about college football real quick. Uh, one of my other winners was the SEC. We know Bama and Georgia won. I just want to know, because we I knew we weren't going to talk about it. Games on Monday. For yeah. me, Bama, Georgia was exactly what I wanted to see. I know it's kind of boring. People want to see stuff different. But I think it was Two the only... Teams. I think it was the only game that was going to be competitive, unless like right. Cincy, Notre Dame, but that was never going to happen. So for me, I'm taking Bama. Who you guys got? I'm rolling with Tide. Roll, roll, roll Tide? Roll Tide. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. Uh, and you know why? No, no. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Why? I I, I might Nick actually Saban, even put, yeah, I might, <laughs> yeah, no, but I might actually put it in, in the, uh, the picture in the episode. There's a picture of them celebrating the SEC championship oh, yeah. or celebrating the, the playoff win. Do that. And all his players got the hat on the, the you know, they got the trophy and everything. And Nick Saban yeah, is standing like cold. Yo, Jake, it's the coldest. It's the coldest picture I've ever seen in my life. He's staring in this camera with the Kobe personified Job's not finished face on. Just couldn't be less, could not be less encouraged about this win. Right, and I like, was like, oh, that man may never lose a game in his life. Look at him. Who pro- wants to play him? He probably will have that look after they win, too. Is that right. they don't mean much to him anymore. I gotta worry about winning next year. Like, it's it's like just Jay, like, oh, yeah, come on, man. It's like Jay Wright when he still thought there was time on the clock in the Chris Jenkins when he hit the buzz beater and it's Jay Wright like wasn't even happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Nick Saban every other Sunday, Saturday. Look, man. And the last one, save the best for last. Loser. Unbelievable. Loser. Antonio Brown. And uh, we know what happened. Let James take the f- talk about it. Let's see Can't what happens. Can't take my 30. Can't take my 30. Because it, Jake, oh rewind a week ago when we talked about our X Factors. And I said Antonio Brown is the X Factor for the Buccaneers. He's been playing great. All he needs to do is what? Not be keep a his, psycho. Yeah, just keep his head on straight. That's all you got to do for me, man. That's all you got to do. Here's what I'll. Here, here's my full take on it. Because you know I try to be as, as objective as possible. He did. He felt that he wasn't healthy enough to go into the game and, and return. And against the Jets, I kind of understand. If I'm feeling a tweak, the Jets is not the team I want to risk it for. I get I have incentives on the table, but I got eight catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. I can get that next week against the Panthers. I don't want to tweak anything against the Jets. Not going to do that. That's fine. The way he went about it, if if Mike Evans comes over to you, tries to calm you down and doesn't work and gives up on you, then you know you've done something wrong. And that does not excuse him forgetting that he's a grown man, taking his stuff off, in about 30-degree weather. I know you cold, by the way. Don't act like you're not cold. I know you cold, by the way. Throwing his stuff away. And then what undoes it all is if you're going to do jumping jacks and a light jog to the locker room, your ankle looks fine. <laughs> what, which, what ankle injury are you talking about? You just hit about six jumping jacks think... at, a, at, a smooth, at a smooth jog to the locker room. What I don't you, think that's what, what talking about? What are you talking about? What do you think? So you don't, you, don't, you, you don't think those reports are true? I don't, don't think, think it was the injury thing, no. And I actually saw a tweet when the one came out, like uh, they tried to put him in the game and he said he couldn't play. And then mm. it was quoted like, so now we know what didn't happen. Uh, no, I so think, what do you think happened? I think he wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't, um, he wasn't getting targeted. Uh, they weren't running plays for him. He actually, mm. if you look at the first half, he actually played less snaps than normal. They were taking him off the field. And I think that's what happened. And he got mad, he got fed up, and he left. And that's what, I, that's, that's, that's what that dude that drove him 
from the stadium said AB told him too, and that, right. that's what and makes the, way Uber more driver, sense right. to me. But it, here's why it doesn't make sense to me because Tom Brady is a get your incentives kind of quarterback, and he the la- last year the same thing happened where AB signs an incentive heavy contract that doesn't have a lot of guaranteed money, and Tom Brady knows that. And wants no. to take care of him. Yeah, so but he we're gets him his about incentives. Antonio Brown, dude. Like, haven't we seen this before? Didn't we see him leave $30 million in Vegas and Patriots? Didn't we, like, didn't we see all this stuff? Right, right, he right. He wasn't right, getting right. the ball. They were losing the game. I don't think it had to do with an ankle injury. And they were trying to put him in the game. That doesn't make sense. But that's sense why the incentives doesn't matter. Because it's also like, what does a million matter to Antonio Brown? Like, why, like, why, why, why would it be scrimmage? Why? I don't know, and I don't want to assume either way. Right. But I know how much money he's made in his career, and right. also I know we have another game next week. So what? What makes? And and I guess I can't. I can't assume he's thinking completely logically. But what the logical thing? No, 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 right, right. But but the logical thing says that the ankle injury is correct because the Jets is not the team. Like if I'm feeling something. I get it, man. I wouldn't want to go play the Jets either. Y'all going to win this right. game without me. And we have another game next week where if I know I get my targets, I will hit it. I will I will, I will get – even if it's a backup quarterback, I need even 55 on a touchdown. I could probably get that against the Panthers. On a team like the Bucks, like it's very clear, and this is the case for a lot of wide receivers, I would even venture to say a lot of NFL players feel this way where it's like, you know, win or lose, as long as I get mine – I'm I'm not like I'm not happy when we lose, but like it's not like, the I'm end on. of the world. Antonio yeah. Brown does not care whether that team wins or loses. Like that, if if it is about him not getting the ball, I like dude, goodbye. I'm trying to win. I, we're trying to win a Super Bowl because I can buy that. Consecutive I just buy years. that. I just buy that scenario way more. Regardless, uh, that was an all-time sports viewer moment. I know James, you're a Nuts. Buccaneers fan, so that hurts to watch, but. Dude, I've never seen. He's lucky like we won the game. He's he's lucky he he's lucky we won the game. I'm, I'm, mad that, I'm mad that Brady had to pull out of a vintage Brady moment against the Jets, but he's lucky we won the game. <laughs> he really is lucky yeah. we won the game. You need uh, and who I like, Cyril Grayson's going to need to step up now. Tyler Johnson's been looking better. Tyler um, Johnson made two huge catches for his last year. Tyler Johnson, the type dude to break your back in a playoff game, like thirty yards downfield, wide open, has yeah. it written all over Tyler Johnson. Same with Cyril Johnson, Cyril yeah. Grayson, yeah. who I like. Grayson, yeah. yeah, but all timer. That's all I got for winners and losers. Absolutely crazy. All right. So winners and losers is done. We're almost time for this episode of Straight Facts. We can get some shots up at the buzzer as we always do. Who's got a shot at the buzzer real quick? Uh, Really, just because I already talked about, I uh, won my one fantasy league despite a crazy, crazy Jamar Chase game. Then it's all like one weekend. So that like it, it was a very profitable weekend for the good old bankroll. I also had I bet. Remember when we had Matt V in studio, we were talking. Yeah, the, the Bengals could really make the playoffs. They're at plus money right now to do so. I went and I bet that. That one hit. The Eagles, you guys called me a homer in the beginning of the year. Eagles to make the playoffs. Not me. That one hit. I know because you had them to win the division. I know you, <laughs> you didn't see that. <laughs> and then also I had like Devontae Smith. All of those bets like cashed out on the same day. So I was just, it was a, a money man. What's up? What's up? It's not it's, a good weekend. We're not supposed to encourage your degenerate gambling ways. <laughs> don't worry, I don't but, talk about it. When it goes poorly, I'll just I, I yeah. Won't. You don't you don't talk about the else. Um, I'll go really quick. Um, because I get real bah humbugish about the snow. I don't know if you guys know this, but I hate the snow. I really uh, there's really? nothing. It's yeah yeah. There's nothing good about it to me. It's cold. I mean, every time it snows, everything shuts down. Everything cancels. I'm a guy who likes to get out the house, so it makes everything shut down. Like so. I'm glad that we've held off in this in this snow, but what I really fear is that that some storm is coming. Like it's been it's been supposed to snow the past two days and it hasn't. Yeah. So that means it's building up somewhere, and we're about to get an and onslaught. And I'll be I'll be miserable. So we we might have to hop on here and make a couple videos because I have nothing else to do. Here, Jersey hard too, like four to eight. Everywhere yeah. else around us, we, right? Yeah, there, yeah. We get we dodged it. I was about to say Virginia. They yeah. had. People on like a I-95 down in Virginia, same highway, but down in Virginia, uh, were stuck on the highway for 15 hours uh, because there was like a, there's snow, probably like two, three inches, knowing Virginia. And there was right, right. Kyle, <laughs> an accident that they had, to, it shut down for like overnight. People were stuck in their cars all throughout it. Crazy stuff. Yeah. No, it's not. I got, for the, go ahead, go ahead, Kyle. I was just going to go to my the buzzer. You can say something. 
I was going to say, for those of us who, who are listening who don't know where we're at, we're right outside the Philadelphia area. Um, all of us in, in kind of different locations, but in the, in the Philly area is where we reside. So that's where we're talking about these these different places for the snowstorm. But you have the buzzer, Kyle. Go ahead. Uh, Jake stole mine. Like, literally, I was going to come in here gloating, but I'll go through it real quick. I won my fantasy championship, too. I was a big bag. Go. Haven't won a champ or haven't won a chip in this league ever. It was like my fourth league, and I remember the year I joined this league, I won another one. So I haven't won a chip in like four years. That feels great. Little bag there. And then I also won a season-long NFL pick that mm. we ended this week um, because eighteen week 18 is a tiebreaker if we need it. Um, so that's you pick five games against the spread every week. Wow. Uh, and I won that. It was like 50 people. I won that. Um, I averaged a little over getting three picks right a week, which is insane. Yeah, like you're making six, you're making buku bucks as a living if you're yeah. if you're buku hitting sixty percent of like, your spreads. So the only thing about that is these spreads come out on Wednesday and they can't move. So oh, okay. the way you can game oh, wow. it a little yeah, bit. Wow. Yeah, you can game it a little bit. You don't see too much movement, but with this COVID stuff, you can COVID, hit like you can game four a week. The heck yeah. out of it, yeah. But yeah, so that was another big bag, and it leads us in the next week. Stay tuned. We're gonna give you guys the bets because apparently I'm hot and I just beat fifty people in a season long. Mm. So. Leave a little teaser right so, there, but that was another big bag. So big weekend for me as well. There, there you go. I have my uh, weirdly enough, I have my fantasy championship next week, week eighteen, which sucks. Were we all in the I'll championship? Say it again. Were we We're all in the, the championship? championship? No, on the chip. So I'll, I'll I'll bring I'll round it out for for I don't know if, if uh, Stat Matt's in his fantasy championship, but for us, I'll round it out and try to bring it home next week. That's if a Rod gets his wish and decides to play. So hopefully that happens, but. That's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts, man. It was a good one. Shout out to Statman Robinson, who couldn't be here with us this week. So we'll get the full roster back ready and in studio next week. But for my guys, Kyle Sarek and Jake Galley, this has been Straight Facts, presented by the Up All Game Network. These have been the facts. Straight up.